Hi, this is Anna East Eden. You're listening to Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham. Enjoy! I am really looking forward to speaking with my guest today, actress Carol Jefferson. Hello, friends and listeners. This is your host, actor and writer Stephen Brittingham. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond. My guest today has the most amazing background. This remarkable lady has achieved so much, and she is still going at it today. In addition to journalism, Carol was once a prosecutor, and as mentioned, is now experiencing life as an actress. She's also experiencing a lot of adventures, too. I am also impressed with her involvement with a number of civic organizations and volunteering efforts. Always a wonderful thing to hear about that. How about we learn more about Carol's life as an actress and and why she decided to leave journalism and law to pursue artistic projects, I'm very much looking forward to learning more about her artistic journey. Carol Jefferson, welcome to Hollywood and Beyond. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Hi there, it's so nice to have you here. How are you doing? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Well, you are most welcome. I am really looking forward to speaking with you today. I've learned so many interesting facts about your background You've accomplished so much. I mean, let's just put the acting aside. You've accomplished (laughs) so much. Uh, Obviously, you must be a very dedicated person when you set out to to accomplish a goal. Uh, I, I admire that very much. And as an actress, you are also doing all sorts of things. So I'm really looking forward to learning about your artistic journey and and why you made the transition (laughs) to acting. That's going to be an interesting topic. But how about we start at the beginning? Uh, Where are you joining me from today? I am in L.A. (laughs) Well, you're in L.A. Yeah. Big shocker there. (laughs) That's where a lot of my guests are. But you know what? Every once in a while, they're they're from somewhere else in the country. So I always like to ask where, where they might be at. Well, let's go back even further. And where are you actually from? Um, you know, it's, that's an interesting question. My father was actually in the military, so we lived a few different places when I was younger. But I grew up primarily in Sacramento. So Sacramento uh, is my hometown. I see. So you're a California girl. I am. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> well, what was, um, you know, what was, you know, growing up? What was your, um, you know, the activities that you like to do? What did you like to do for fun? You know, it's, it's interesting when I think back to growing up and where I'm at today because I grew up very shy. So um, to even be at this place, sometimes I still pinch myself because that's not, you know, how I grew up. Um, I was really shy. I love spending time with my family. I have a lot of family in Texas. So sometimes during the summer, I would go there to, you know, spend time with cousins and my grandmother, um, my aunt and uncle. So it was just a lot of family time, you know, just growing up a lot of family time. So um, I have a lot of fond memories of, of just spending time with family and, and faith. Um, I grew up in a, 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 you know, a family that really um, was very faithful and um, attended church regularly. So Faith has also been a part of my journey as well. So, yeah, that's, that's uh, what I would say about kind of growing up. So, like I said, it's just interesting to be in this spot now because <laughs> <laughs> when I think about growing up, I was just so shy. So, um, it's quite interesting for sure. Yes. <laughs> so shy, you're saying, and yet here you are performing yeah. <laughs> in front I of know. others. <laughs> well, it, it is, a, you <laughs> yeah. know what? It's amazing how things can turn out sometimes. 
on the path of life, the twist True. and turns. Well, yeah. now let me ask you, all yeah. of that sounds just wonderful, and thank you for sharing that. Did you have any inkling at all? Because obviously you went into like journalism and law first, but did you have any inkling at all that yeah. there was an actress somewhere inside of you at a young age? No, <laughs> not at all. That's <laughs> not even a not even no, a hint. Wow. <laughs> no, no, I never ever thought about it, and that's why it's like life is just so amazing, and the journey that you start on, and then you know the twists and turns, and all the amazing surprises that happen along the way. So that was something that I'd never thought of. I'd never been a part of like theater or performance or anything like that growing up. And like I said, I was just, I was so shy. So um, that's, that's probably part of the reason, but yeah, it was not anything that I'd ever thought of. Um, Not even as, you know, a news reporter um, when I initially started my legal career either, it it came later. And becoming a, television news reporter that was before law is that correct yeah well you know what i'm thinking though that being a reporter you're actually often at times in front of the camera so as far as being shy it looks like (laughs) you were taking it on head first (laughs) (laughs) well it took me a minute to get there it was kind of one of those things where like oh i really want to do this but you know, can I? And uh, luckily, when I was at San Francisco State University, I started an internship at um, Cron, which at the time was uh, the NBC affiliate. And um, I started interning there and met a lot of people there. Um, a news anchor that's been around forever, Pam Moore, um, worked with her producer, Kevin McCormick, and they really just took me under their wings, you know, I mean, and that's how I was able to blossom and, and I think gain the confidence and really started to think, well, I really can do this, you know, so um, I'm really just thankful for so many people along the way who really helped me and invested in me and encouraged me and um, challenged me as well. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of how it started is just, you know, that internship while I was at San Francisco State University and, uh, you know, working with them and learning from them. And um, they were just really great mentors. And they had a one-year training program, um, and I got selected for that. So I spent some time after graduating from SF State in San Francisco, learning about the news business, um, writing, you know, doing some producing work. And then um, I went to Wichita, Kansas for a summer. Um, Again, met some great people there, um, you know, just doing a lot of like, you know, helping with producing and writing, um, shadowing uh, reporters when they would go out into the field and cover stories. And then I went to Omaha, Nebraska. And actually, I ended up getting a job there and working as a news reporter on air for a few years. So that's how it, it kind of got started. And like I said, each step of the way, I just met amazing people and really learned from some really great people in the business. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's quite amazing how all that happened. It is amazing. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. what did you find appealing at that time when you look back about the possibilities of what you could do as a news reporter? Um, I think um, inform the public about important events and issues in our country, um, raise awareness. Um, those are the things that really intrigue me about being a journalist and, and really having a front row seat to everything that was going on in the world. I mean, it, it's quite an experience to, to be a journalist, all that you see and experience and the amazing people that you get to meet. Um, you know, obviously, I met my share of celebrities, but I'm also really thankful for the people that I, I met making a difference in their communities, um, just everyday people who were so inspiring and heroic. I mean, it was just, um, it was just amazing, you know, not to, um, to be able to be inspired every day by the people that you meet, um, sometimes in very tragic situations, but really wanting to raise awareness about different issues. Um, yeah, for sure. It was, I don't know. I can't even put it into words. It was just an experience of a lifetime. Well, I think you put it into words very nicely there. Thank you. <laughs> and you also covered, uh, in addition to 
various types of stories. You also covered some entertainment uh, pieces as a journalist. And I came yeah. across some information yeah. that you actually have interviewed a, a lot of uh, very talented people. Uh, Patty LaBelle, I mean, wow. And yeah. uh, one of my favorite singers, <laughs> yeah. Leanne Rhymes. So I'm doubly impressed. There. Yeah. So great. how did that all come into fruition for you to be able to have those opportunities? You know, actually, Leanne Rhymes um, came to Omaha and she was performing there. And I went out and, and covered um, that and had a chance to interview her before her performance. And um, I think that's when she was just kind of um, gaining a lot of, you know, um, publicity and people really finding about finding out about how talented she was. Um, but I will also say she was also very grounded and very nice. I mean, I, I was a fairly new reporter at that time, and um, she was just so nice and just easygoing, easy to talk to, just a very, like, real person, not like a celebrity. Um, so, yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. <laughs> I bet sure. it was. You know, I've seen her in concert. Mm -hmm. I finally got to see her in concert yeah. uh, maybe about a year ago. And let me just tell you, her voice is not only beautiful, it is so strong. Uh, I, I was just amazed at yeah. the strength of her music. And I'll tell you what, I tell folks, if you think she sounds strong on CDs or on the radio, or if you're listening to Apple Music, let mm -hmm. me tell you, in person, <laughs> I mean, she's got some powerful words, yeah. but but such a pretty voice. Well, thank you for sharing that. That had to be very yeah. exciting. Was there a favorite kind of story that it's... you personally like to tell? Was it the entertainment ones? Was it maybe something of social awareness? Um, or for you, was it just a matter of like you enjoyed all of it? Um, I enjoyed all of it, but I really, really thought um, social awareness, community issues were really important. Sure. And um, I think that that's what I was really passionate about, because sometimes, you know, uh, I think the perception with the news business or, or journalism or TV stations is that they show up, you know, when there's a tragedy or there's controversy. Um, and it was I think I felt it was like my duty to really go out, um, especially in, in certain communities, and really um, highlight the amazing things that they were doing um, that didn't have to do with the controversy or the latest shooting, but, um, you know, people really making a difference in their communities, inspiring stories. Um, that's what I really, really enjoyed. And I think that the community really appreciated that, too. Um, yes, we have to cover the controversy and the tragedy as well, but I think we also have a duty to inform people about different issues and, and to let them know what communities are doing uh, to make a difference in this world and, and, and highlight um, those heroes in our community as well. Um, I think that's really important, and I think people will value that as well. Um, so I really appreciated that. And when I was in Omaha, we had a, a segment um, where we really did focus on community issues and we were actually recognized by the city um, for that particular segment because it really was making a difference um, in terms of, I think, how people also viewed um, us as journalists, as news reporters, um, that we really cared about the community and it wasn't just about what's the latest, you know, lead story at five o'clock. It's about all the other things that sometimes don't make the news that are also important. You know, Carol, I once lived in Hollywood, but I now reside in my hometown of Cincinnati. <laughs> and let me just tell you, there is a new station here in the morning that is just like what you described. They're more than just the latest bad news or the, the, the tragedies or the mm -hmm, shootings. Mm -hmm. they, they really try to have some positive mm -hmm. stories, things that are lighthearted and fun. And yes, keep you informed on mm -hmm. serious issues. It's not trying to pretend that there's not a lot of uh, mm -hmm. unfortunate things going on out there. But they also give you the impression that, that you know what, they want you to have a a good start to your day. They want you to, to have some positive news and something to uplift you. So I mm -hmm. want to say I admire your approach 
um, very, very much. It yeah. makes a big difference, too, and we need more of it. We need to see more of that. I mean, because right. you know what? I, I've been really thinking about this when I was going over your background. I'll tell you what. There are so many good stories and inspirational stories that mm-hmm. really should be told more. I mean, it, it, there's just as many good ones as bad ones if if we want to find a way to tell them. So that is just wonderful. I, I did want to ask you, though, <laughs> I noticed something else impressive about you. So many impressive things about you. And that is that you covered uh, a very prestigious award ceremony for Black mm-hmm, Entertainment mm-hmm. Television. And how did that happen? And what was that like for you? Oh, yeah. So um, I, after I worked in Omaha for a few years, I um, headed back to this part of the country and uh, took a job at the ABC station in Las Vegas. And um, I think it was the first year I was there that uh, the BET Awards came to Las Vegas. And I think it might have been the first or second, actually, year that they actually held the uh, BET uh, Awards. So anyway, I um, luckily was tapped to to cover that, and it was just amazing. I think it was uh, just an amazing experience in terms of the depth of talent and community and, you know, seeing a lot of, of people of color um, being honored for their contribution to the entertainment industry and beyond. So, um, yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, getting to see a lot of people, yeah, that I had grown up admiring and my family had grown up admiring and having the opportunity to, to talk to them. Uh, Tyler Bell comes to mind. My mother <laughs> was a huge <laughs> Tyler Bell fan. And so, um, yeah, when I was interviewing her and I told her that, and so when we were wrapping up the interview, she's so sweet. She was like, make sure you tell your mother I said hello. Oh, that's nice. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, she's just really, really sweet. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was a, a huge event for Las Vegas. You know, obviously have a lot of different things going on there uh, in Las Vegas. But that was a pretty significant event. So it's definitely one of the highlights of, of my time as a journalist. And uh, something I will always cherish. What was it like uh, residing in uh, Vegas? (laughs) Crazy. Crazy. (laughs) Is it true there's a lot of really cool buffets there? Okay, I've been hearing about this. You know, it's so funny. (laughs) It was was quite an experience. It's one of those things when you first get there, yes, you go to the strip and all that kind of stuff, but... Of course, you live in Vegas. Everybody wants to come visit you, right? And that's where they want to go. So after a while, you get get so burnt out. I didn't want to go anywhere near the strip. <laughs> and not to say it's not fun or and all that, but after you've lived there and you're entertaining people like week after week, and that's where they want to go, you just want to go anywhere but the strip. You'll go to you know Red Rocks. You'll go to the Dam. You'll go like you know out to different places that are far away, Mount Charleston just to kind of get a break from all that. <laughs> but it was it was an interesting place to live. There was always something yes. going on. Because it's, it's Vegas, you know? So there was never, yeah, a really slow news day. Um, I worked the morning shift a lot, um, but also like the noon and the five as well, depending on what was going on. So it was, it was crazy. It was fast-paced. Um, and yeah, it was just, wow. It was an incredible experience there. Like I said, never a slow news day there. And you had a lot of friends or people that you knew that wanted to come visit Vegas because you you were there, maybe had a place (laughs) to stay or you could show them around. And and I wonder if any of them were like, Hey, remember uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So, um, That old yeah. phrase. Usually when you get into anything too crazy. Well, that's good. You know what I tell some of my friends sometimes when they're headed to Vegas? I say, well, have a great time, but just don't do what Chevy Chase did in Vegas Vacation. That's all I ask. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Your entire savings yeah, out the window. Yeah, it's so funny. I... <laughs> yeah. I haven't been back in a while, and I was just communicating with the uh, some friends who are still there and so I do need to go back it's been a while I would love to just go back and see you know people and go to the strip <laughs> um, but uh, just to kind of see all the different changes because sure. there was always stuff going well, I on I hope there. you get to do that soon. Um, but yeah it was, it was a 
Yeah, it was a really fun time. I, it definitely, well, definitely. Thanks so much for sharing all of that. I, I had a feeling you had some stories there. <laughs> well, how did this transition to law uh, uh, develop? Here you are being a reporter, interviewing all these amazing folks and having a wonderful time. So yeah. how did that happen for you? Yeah, that was interesting, too. And again, growing up, never thought about being a lawyer. Didn't have any lawyers in my family. Didn't, you know, really have any exposure to the legal profession. But, you know, obviously, as a journalist, I I covered a lot of different types of stories, including the courts. And so um, when I got to Vegas, I found myself covering more and more of the courts. And um, I was just intrigued um, about all the different things that happened within um, our, our legal, you know, profession and um, just talking to different, to different attorneys, um, you know, watching trials, you know, talking to um, different people associated with the trials. I really just became really intrigued by it and thought that that was something that also really had a huge impact on our world. You know, obviously it does. And so I had been thinking, thinking about it and um, had been thinking about making a change. And I thought, you know, if I'm going to go to law school, now is probably the time to do it because sometimes we have an interest in something and, you know, we keep putting it off, putting it off, putting, putting it off. And before you know it, years and years go by and we don't pursue it. And I didn't want to miss that golden opportunity. I felt like the time was right to kind of make that change. Um, and, you know, obviously going to law school is a significant decision, especially later in life, just, you know, time and, and money and your lifestyle and all that. So I just felt like if I was going to do it, that would be the time to do it. And I had a background in journalism. So if it's something that I felt that I wanted to come back to later as like maybe, a, you know, legal commentator or something like that, I can certainly do that. And I would have even more opportunities. So that's, that's kind of how it happened. And so I kind of made that decision, um, I think, a few years after I was in Las Vegas to, to move back to California and pursue uh, law school. And when you announced to your family and friends that you were going to be changing careers, yeah. what was the response it, overall? Yeah, it was, it was, I think it was a big surprise to them just because I had wanted to be a news reporter for a long time and, you know, um, having the opportunity to do it is such a huge thing because I went to school with a lot of people who never had that opportunity to actually get into the business Um, and then to work in the business for, you know, several years and and to make it to, you know, a market size such as Vegas where there's just so much going on. It's such a high-profile market. Um, so yeah, I think it was kind of a a surprise to to everyone. Um, but I am very fortunate that I have such a supportive family and, um, a group of friends that really believe in me. And like I said, you know, because I had been a journalist for several years, it wasn't as if it wasn't something that I could go back to if I chose to at a later date. Um, you know, so I, I don't think, you know, after I explained to them, you know, my kind of thought process about it. Um, they, they were on board and they also know me pretty well. Um, and they know that I'm someone who I think really wants to live life passionately and not just kind of go with life as I'm on like autopilot and, you know, just do what's comfortable or what's familiar. Um, that's not how I want to live my life. And so they know that about me. So I think, again, you know, once we kind of talked about it and I kind of explained my thought process, they were, they were really on board. And I think, you know, as impressive as it may have been, quote unquote, to, to be a news reporter, my family was also really excited about having the first attorney in the family. So, <laughs> so you know, that kind of was intriguing to them and, and especially my mom. So, uh, so yeah, so, um, yeah, so they were, you know, on board, like I said, you know, after I kind of explained what I was thinking and what my plans were. Sounds like they were very proud of you and for good reason. And you had a safety net, like you said, you could go back yeah. to reporting yeah. and that's not too shabby, is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. <laughs> and a strong support system. I'm, I'm noticing it's a important. theme here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 
so important. I mean, I I don't know where I would be without like my family and without faith. Um, you know, because life is a journey and and there's uh there's peaks and valleys, you know, and that's just the reality. And um I think when you um whether you're having a peak or a valley, you need that support system. What did you find most challenging about being involved with you know, the law and all of that? Was it the hours? Was it, um, you know, any things such as that? What was like the most challenging part for you when you look back? Um, I think the most challenging part um, was in terms of getting actually into the profession. Well, it's definitely um, the hours. Um, you know, it is I the always hours. tell people... Okay. Yeah, it's it, the legal profession in general is not a nine to five gig. You know, it just isn't. <laughs> um, and yeah, especially if you're doing trial work, litigation work. I was a prosecutor. I mean, that's the ultimate kind of trial attorney. And uh, it, it was a lot of work, especially starting out because you are learning. Um, you are going to trial a lot. At least I did. And um, it requires a lot of dedication. I, I was working while well, as a prosecutor usually six days a week. And in the evenings, you know, you're talking to witnesses, especially law enforcement, depending on what schedule they were on, because you need to talk to them um, as you're preparing for trial and things like that. So I definitely would say, you know, the hours um, can be pretty demanding, you know, that's for sure. Um, And, uh, you know, I think sometimes things don't always uh, work out the way that you want them to in terms of trials. I mean, I did really well as a prosecutor, but, you know, on occasion there was a case and you're like, really? <laughs> you know, <laughs> how, how is this not, you know, turning out the way that I anticipated that it would, you hmm. know? Um, but there was a lot of satisfaction in being a prosecutor. Every day you walk into the courtroom and you're that voice for justice, for victims' rights. Um, and I, I don't think there's anything more rewarding than that. Well, I'm wondering, even though I think of you as being a very level-headed woman, that's very clear to me, a, a very intelligent <laughs> person, a fun personality, but I'm just wondering... With those long hours, if, if a person isn't careful, they could start to experience some form of burnout or get overly stressed. Did you ever find yourself in that kind of yeah. situation or were you just very cautious about letting that happen? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I was just talking to some law students recently about um, the legal profession and things like that. And I really stressed to them self-care. Um, how important that is, and I think just in general in life, but um, especially in certain professions like the legal profession, because it can be really demanding. Um, and um, if you're not careful, you will burn out. You will find yourself working all the time, and you know that's just not healthy. And I don't think that it's productive. Um, it doesn't help you in terms of competence because you need to be rested and you need to be focused. And I think you can't do that if you're stressed Very and tired, true. you know? So I remember when I was, yeah, when I was doing trials a lot, if I found myself getting really tired in the evening, um, oftentimes I would go to bed early and then just get up the next morning where I felt rested and energized and then get back to trial prep. Um, I didn't try to force myself to keep going late, late, late into the evening because I knew I wasn't focused. I was tired and I was spending more time doing things that I could do half the time if I was rested and focused. So um, um, I think that, yeah, there were times definitely (laughs) when I was tired, you know, but I really tried to be mindful of that. And I think also that's where, you know, having a good circle um, people around you that can kind of gauge where you're at when you don't see it um, because they know you and they know what you're normally like and they know when you start getting yes. tired. Um, and also faith, you know, I think helps keep me grounded, mm-hmm. you know, when you're dealing with all kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're dealing with victims and, you know, that can be um, challenging um, because sometimes how can you not feel what they're feeling, you know, so that that sense of awareness, um, you have to really be able to kind of 
figure out ways to kind of distance a little bit and get some downtime for yourself. And, you know, it's an adversarial <laughs> system. And I mean, yes. you know, so like you're dealing with people on the other side that um, are, I mean, you know, sometimes uh, challenging to deal with. I'll just put it that way. And so that can be um, a little challenging and, and, and complicated and tiring. Um, dealing with a variety of different types of personalities. And, and luckily, I, I made some really great working relationships with, you know, um, public defenders and defense attorneys, um, and I'm really thankful for that. But there are times when you're dealing with somebody that just is not <laughs> <laughs> really sharing the same value system that you have. And obviously, they're, they're supposed to be an advocate for their client, and I wouldn't expect anything less of them. But I think there's a way that you can do it that's professional and that's, that's ethical. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think that there is a tremendous um, possibility sure. for burnout. So you have to really just be aware. And um, I think that, you know, I was, was able to, to do that. Um, but I think, again, that's only because I had a really great support system and faith and, you know, knew myself pretty well. And I think that's the nice thing, too, about going to law school and getting into the profession a little bit later in life. You you know yourself a little bit better than maybe if I had just, you know, pursued um, my legal career right after You know, Carol, I once portrayed a prosecuting attorney on the stage, and I have to tell you that it felt good. Really? <laughs> I just really enjoyed that type of character. In fact, I would love to play an attorney or a prosecuting attorney again one day. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, unfortunately, the character I was portraying was the kind that would uh, basically, his his goal was really about winning and not so much justice like, like mm. you sought. But I have to tell you, it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, and as actors, sometimes we play people that are very different from us. But um, I did want to share that. Uh, at <laughs> right, least I had right. that experience as a prosecuting attorney, and it was a lot of fun. So, <laughs> Well, and I would like to add, uh, Carol, oh, that awesome. as far as uh, avoiding burnout or, sh- or getting overly stressed, you know, something I like to do is just to take walks, mm-hmm. maybe put in some earbuds, and I'll tell you, on a beautiful day, it can really yeah. clear my thoughts, and I just wanted to share that with you. I, I For yeah. me, I just feel so much better after yeah. a good walk. You know, that's a good point, and I did forget to add that, like, working gotcha. out really helped me, too. Um, yeah, you know, running, spin, all that kind of stuff, it really, really helped, and um, to this day, that's usually how I start my day. Well, you know, Carol, did you ever know that Steve Jobs used to have a lot of meetings by taking walks? Now, I'm not saying really? all of them, but there was oh, wow. uh, a, a lot of meetings that were of importance. <laughs> and he'd be like, you know what? Uh, no, not in here. Let's take a walk and, and have our meeting on a walk. <laughs> You know, I love that idea. There you you gotta go. think outside the box. I mean, I really think that's yeah. important. You know, um, yeah, I didn't know well, that. Well, how awesome. did the transition? <laughs> oh, here we go again. Here's another theme. A new adventure is awaiting you, and that would be acting. One of my favorites. <laughs> So how did that happen? Here you are, yeah. as prosecuting attorney, and you, you you trained and studied for it. You're no doubt doing a fantastic job. So how did that happen? Yeah, you know, that was really interesting, too. So I, I worked as a prosecutor for several years, and then I wanted to kind of branch out and get some different experience beyond criminal law. And so I took the job um, working in healthcare for uh, the state, and um, was busy, too, because I was doing litigation, traveling for work, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but um, during that time, I just happened to have a conversation with a friend of mine, and she was asking me about different interests that I had outside of my legal career, and um, we were talking about all kinds of stuff. I'd mentioned voiceover work since I'd come from television, that I might be interested in that. And then she told me about um, a community theater in town that had acting workshops, and she's like, you know, you should go check it out. You might enjoy it. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I had never thought about that, but it sounded fun and exciting. So I was just <laughs> like, well, why not? 
So I, I um, made contact with the director there and started taking some some of the workshops, um, the classes, and wow. really, really enjoyed it. It was a small theater, um, but they put on, like, um, small productions. Sometimes they did a series of one-act plays, and uh, I had the opportunity to get involved in it, and I just fell in love with it. And I was like, wow, that was fun, and nobody <laughs> booed me, so hey, let's That's keep going. That's a bonus right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... And uh, so I did a, a couple of productions with them. And during that time, I met uh, the stage manager um, and uh, she was involved in another theater company in town. And she told me about a play that they were preparing for, which was Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye. And she said that they were looking for someone to play the role of Pecola. And she's like, you should go, you should go read for it. You should go audition. Okay, so I know, like, nothing. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, you know, so, okay, I'll go. So I contacted them, and I went in for the audition and, and read with some of the cast, and, I, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing, you know. I just followed, you know, whatever they asked me to do, and then at the end, I, I got cast, and so it was um, – uh, yeah, that was like crazy. And I was like, okay, so I've never done a full play before. This is going to run six weeks, like four nights a week. And I was just like, oh, okay. So I was like super excited. And then I ended up meeting with some girlfriends from law school. And so I'm just like on top of the world. I'm telling them about this play. It's all exciting. And then they're like, oh, wow, that's going to be starting pretty soon. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And then the gravity <laughs> of everything really fell on me like, oh, my God, I've got to know all these lines, <laughs> you know, yes. character development. I've never done this before. Then I start getting nervous, you know, because I had posted on Facebook. And so then, you know, your friends are like, oh, oh I'm going to come more. see. And I was like, oh, my God. What have I done so well. these posts? Oh, I'm not going to be able to get out of the house. <laughs> yes. Beware of social media. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, actually, it ended up going really well. I learned a ton. Um, it was such an amazing cast because I think everyone that was cast had, um, you know, been acting for a while. So I was kind of a newbie. Um, but everyone was just so gracious and supportive. And to, to be able to bring that story to life um, was amazing. Um, it, it just has so much depth the complexity of the story and the characters and obviously Pecola, um, it got great reviews and it was just, it was amazing. I, I just loved it. And it just like, you know, that saying it set your soul on yes. fire, you know, do something that sets your soul on fire. That's what Wonderful. it felt like for me. Like, wow, this is like, this is amazing. Like I, I, I feel so alive when I'm on stage and then, to be able to talk to audience members after the fact and hear from them, how it touched them, how, you know, it inspired them. It was just like, you know, and that's what art can do. And um, that was, was pretty amazing. And I just loved it, you know, being able to, like I said, bring that story, that character to life. And every night was a little bit different. And that's mm -hmm. what I love about theater. Um, you know, you find different things and you, the character you keep developing and tapping into different aspects of the story. It's just, you know, it's amazing. So, yeah, so that's how I, I got into that and um, saw some friends that were starting to do some stuff in San Francisco in terms of, you know, film and television. And, you know, they do a lot of industrials there in San Francisco Bay Area as well. And I was like, oh, how do I get involved in that? <laughs> you know? So I just started talking to some people and um, signed up for one of the casting uh, websites and uh, started getting cast for stuff. And it's like, at first, I didn't even have wow. headshots. You know, <laughs> I was just putting up like picture. And uh, so it kind of started from there. And then I, you know, got signed with an agency there, became, you know, active with SAG-AFTRA. And really started focusing on training. And I think that's really important as an actor to keep training and keep developing. Um, you want to keep growing. And, you know, I hadn't done a whole lot of training prior to that. So I think that really helped and it stretches you and it challenges you. 
so yeah, so that's kind of how I got involved and um, have been contemplating making the move to LA. Um, it never seemed like the right time. And then again, as I mentioned before, it just got to a point where it's like, okay, I'm going to make this move now, or I don't know, uh, am I going to risk that it doesn't happen? And am I going to look back and wonder what could have been if I don't, you know, step out on faith and make this move. And so that's what I did recently. And so now I'm here in LA and kind of getting settled and training and working on developing um, a creative management team for myself as I move forward. And uh, yeah, just, I'm excited. Just I'm so happy thrilled. for you. And I'm ex- excited and thrilled for you as well. <laughs> Thanks for sharing all of that. I'm wondering yeah. if you go back to one of your first <laughs> acting moments, maybe even in a class, because you know, Hey, this took, courage right i mean with being shy at, at times and and doing this in front of other people i i, I yeah I, i'm imagining that maybe you had some butterflies in your stomach maybe you know when you started out but my yeah. question is did you get that wonderful feeling that after you did it just wow like that was just so much fun i feel like i'm gonna not be as nervous the more i do this did, did you have a similar reaction yeah, and like I said, I think doing the community theater and, and the play, I, I think that that was just so yes. um, significant for me um, because, like I said, I'd never done anything like that before. Yes, I'd been on television, but it's different. Um, I think it, it is different, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you're trying I mean, to portray somebody else. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, yeah, I've been on television, so sure, some aspects it helps, but playing a character is, is totally different. And as an actor, actress, you're vulnerable. And, um, you know, so it, it can be a little like intimidating when you start, but, um, as you do it, you get more and more comfortable. Um, I think you're willing to, to make choices and take risks. Um, and I think that helps you grow. And, um, I think, you know, with anything, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. And, um, yeah, so I think that that really helped me and, and with, you know, kind of like the nervousness and, and, um, being able to take chances and, and make choices. Um, so yeah, definitely. Well, I have to ask this. Okay. <laughs> this is, this is like a follow-up to my previous question a little bit back. And that is, okay, you're going to switch another, you know, to another career. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. You are being successful. That's not the issue, but you know, the things that you first did took some training and time to learn and effort and making a name for yourself. So what was the reaction when you said to everybody, Hey, I, I want to be an actress. <laughs> they're like okay what now was it, <laughs> were they next? just not surprised or <laughs> um, you know, yeah you know it is kind of interesting because i think you know at first you know they probably thought it was just kind of like yeah it's just a hobby you know no big deal she's just doing something for fun you know and i remember my mom saying oh so what you're gonna be an actress now <laughs> you know? And at that time, I was like, well, you know, I'm enjoying it. I'm going to explore it kind of thing. Um, but I think as time has gone on, that they see that I'm so passionate about it. And the the time and the commitment and dedication that I've put into it. You know, again, I was living and working in terms of my legal career in Sacramento and everything else in terms of film and television and training and the agent and networking was all in the Bay Area. And so, you know, there's a lot of yes, driving, you know, a lot of late nights with that. And yeah. And, you know, you know how it is. You go for an audition. You don't know if you're going to get it or not. So you're driving like sometimes, you know, each way up to two hours, you know, for like five minutes yes. you know, for like an audition. <laughs> and so, you know, that's, I think when they really saw that this was just more than just like a hobby that she's going to do here and there, that I was really passionate about it. And when I was able to get an agent and start to be able to do things, um, being featured in a national commercial, things like that, I think they saw, okay, wow. Okay. So this is something that she's really into. And, you know, I give a lot of credit to, to my, my aunt, 
um, who, you know, from a different generation. And so when I started telling her about like wanting to make the move to LA and things that I wanted to do here and how I wanted to really um, set up my life so that I would have the opportunity to really pursue it. Um, I wasn't sure what she was going to sure. say, you know, um, but she was like, honey, you should go for it. You know, she's like, you should go for it. Life is so short. Nice. And she said, you know, go for it so that you don't ever have to look back and wonder. And um, she said, because happiness is mm-hmm. really important. And um, I always like really appreciated that about her. So um, my family has just like been incredible as I have navigated these different <laughs> chapters of life <laughs> and these different experiences. And, you know, I just can't say enough how much, um, and I don't want to get choked up, but like how much I just sure. owe them, you know, for just supporting me um, because not everybody has that. And especially supporting me at different stages of my life to pursue something new. Um, you know, um, I think that oftentimes people want to do different things, um, whether it's acting or something else, and they're afraid, you know, because they're at a different stage in life. You know, they've already invested so much in this career, you know, all the different things that go along with having to make these big decisions. And, um, of course, you need to think things through and plan for sure. But I, I, I just am on board with my aunt. Life is really short, you know, and um, especially if you've already had careers and things that you know that you can, you know, fall back on or kind of do um, part-time or, you know, find opportunities that allow you more flexibility to pursue other passions. Um, it, it just really... I think it's important and um, I'm just thankful that I have the support around me um, that really encourages that. And um, yeah, it just means a lot. You know, I can call my family and talk to them about anything and, and know that they're going to be there for me. Um, And not everyone has that, especially when it comes to the arts, because I think, you know, sometimes it's it's seen as something very frivolous and how are you going to make a living? And, you know, like, you know, that's not really a career, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. So um, I've just been blessed, you know, in that sense. And, um, you know, I've I've stepped out on faith in, in a lot of different ways, you know, to be able to have this life journey. And I... I'm not going to say it's been easy because it hasn't been, but has it been worth it? Absolutely. I love it. I'm just so like happy and excited. I can hear and the happiness in your thrilled voice. about, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, about what's next and, you know, all the wonderful people I'm meeting, you know, yes. here in LA. So it's, um, it's just a blessing. Well, it's a blessing, it's a blessing to blessing. have you as a guest. Let me tell you that. And, and you have brought up the importance of having support when you're pursuing a, a goal or a dream or whatever it might be. It does make such a big difference. You know, yeah. sometimes people, they do not understand your journey. You know, sometimes people will be like, oh, you're just trying to be famous or, uh, look, there's too many odds against you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you can have people that say, hey, mm-hmm. like your grandmother, go for it. Do it. You can do it. Boy, that makes a big difference. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 huge because we need great people in our lives. I mean, you can't be on this journey solo. I mean, you know, um, you gotta have good support. I mean, there's just no no way around it. And um, I'm just so thankful, you know, that I have that. I mean, they don't always understand all the details and the nuances and things like that but they understand passion and they understand the importance of living life, you know, fully and happiness and how short life is. I mean, it is around this earth. How do you want to live it? (laughs) Yeah. And I think back to my grandmother, she was 96 when she passed away. And I'm telling you, this lady was spicy until the end. She was something else. And I always admired that about her. Um, that, uh, she never stopped living really until she took that last breath. I mean, she, she still ordered me around and, you know, stuff like that. Carolyn, come here, sit down. I feel like that handbag. Where'd you get that from? You know, just stuff she would say. I mean, she was funny. And, uh, I, I just come from like a family of really strong women, you know, and, um, 
you know, I'm just, all I can say is I'm just really, really thankful. And I think, especially during this period where mm-hmm. there's been lockdowns and we've had to stay at home more, you know, just giving a lot of reflection to life and where I'm at and, you know, how I got here and, and, you know, the journeys that um, I've been on, you know, it just really makes me really, really grateful for the people that have stood by me and have loved me, you know, um, you know, just unconditionally. It's, uh, I could go on about that, but yeah, it, it really has been um, a blessing. That's all I can really say. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, well, that's good. <laughs> good to hear. And I think you have beautiful perspective. I, mean, I just have a big smile on my face listening to all that you just said. <laughs> and you know, Carol, I'll share with you when I was living in LA, you mentioned traffic, the challenges of traffic in LA. Well, you know what I used to do now? I don't know if it's like this still. I used to try to avoid the freeways whenever possible. And you know how long some of the streets in California Mm -hmm. are. I would just be zipping through places uh, by by not taking the expressway. And I would usually take, you know, the streets, you know, the long streets to get to where I had to go. And it didn't always work out good for me, but it usually did. (laughs) Yeah. No, that totally helps. Yeah, they have the app ways where it gives you different options in terms of you know, driving. Yeah. So that's like my best friend here in LA. Wow. Wow. How can I say you know what? driving? I'll tell you what, if I hear down the road that you've become a chef, I'm just going to have the reaction that I'm not surprised <laughs> from here on out. If you switch careers, I'm just not going to be surprised anymore. <laughs> no, I don't think this might be it for me. a while. Okay. Okay, because I th- I think you're having too much fun. Yeah, I, I'm just so, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think I found, I mean, I'm so thankful for everything else. I mean, no doubt, but this is like, it's a different feeling. It's a, um, I found my, my place. I definitely found my, my sweet well, spot. Well, you know, you should come back uh, down the road and give me a, 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 another update <laughs> on how things are going for you. Because I've had a wonderful time. I would like to ask you, though, is there any role that you haven't played yet, a type of character that you really would like to? I mean, maybe it's a historical character. Maybe it's a profession that the character has. I mean, do you have that in your mind where you're like, wow, I want to play this kind of woman one day? You know, um, hmm, that's a good question. Well, thank you. I want to do something yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. I want to do something comedic, you know? I've done more serious stuff. I mean, obviously, I've done some commercials and stuff like that. But in terms of, like, theater or uh, film or television, I would love to do a comedy. Oh, and okay. I, I don't, yeah, that's not something that I've really, um, you know, explored. And I've been kind of giving it a lot of thought because I really um, don't want to be typecast. I think that's my huge thing um, as I move forward with this journey. And obviously casting is important and you have mm-hmm. to be aware of it. And as you start out, you're, you're trying to work, you're trying to build your resume, you're building your credits. And so um, I understand all that. I'm aware of that. Um, but as I progress, I certainly want to be able to explore other things. And I think that's important. And so comedy is something that I haven't really explored, but um, in training, you know, I've had the opportunity to do different, you know, comedic scenes and, you know, it was so much fun and I never kind (laughs) of saw myself that way, but you know, it went well and it was fun. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. That's something that I haven't tapped into. So I would love to be able to do something that's comedic along with, you know, the other types of roles that I'm interested in, you know, obviously ones that are inspiring, like, you know, the bluest eye historic um, uh, roles as well um, to help raise awareness and educate people about, you know, different periods of our history and different um, important uh, people in the world. Um, So all of that definitely um, is important, but I would like to have some fun too. That's (laughs) right. uh, And, uh, you know, like, and (laughs) obviously doing dramas are fun too, but I mean, you know, in terms of the types of roles. um, So yeah, like I said, it was something that I never really thought about, but I was like, you know, I could 
do that. You hmm. know, I hadn't really thought too much about it, but I could do that. And it's so much fun. And it's challenging because I think sometimes, you know, when you watch comedies and things like that, um, yeah, it's fun, it's an entertaining, but I don't always think that the comedic actors or actresses are given enough credit. It's hard. I, I, I mean, agree. Timing, it's a lot of stuff that's involved in it um, that I learned um, just in terms of training. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. It's not easy. Um, they not make easy. it look easy because they're good, you know, but <laughs> it, it's work. And it, it takes a, a lot of training and a, and a lot of um, commitment, too. So um, I, I guess I would just say, you know, my hope um, as I move forward is to really be able to explore all types of different roles and projects um, and not be limited. Well, I know what's going to happen next, Carol. You're probably going to be signing up for some comedy me. acting class. I know how you. I know how you operate now, Carol. <laughs> if, if you're starting to think about it, that means you're probably going to go for. It. <laughs> and that's that's a that's a really great thing. That's a great quality to have. Well, uh, before I uh, give you a chance to let folks know where they can um, learn more about you, you know, social media. You have a very lovely website. Uh, I thought I have to ask you this question, Carol. Even though you've shared sure. some of it, I feel like maybe there's a little more to add to it. If there's someone out there listening that's really inspired by what you had to say, your story, may- maybe they want to change careers and also try acting, but they're, maybe mm-hmm. they don't have that support system, or maybe they're just frightened and scared of the of of the uncertainty i mean what would you recommend or say to a person who is contemplating such a career change yeah um i would say educate yourself you know really start to educate yourself about the industry maybe start looking into a class that's a good way to get training learn about the industry and to build community um, I know that sometimes the industry is known for being cutthroat. Everybody's competitive and this and that. And sure, there is an aspect of it, but there's also a lot of really great people. And, you know, when I started out, I met someone, I, I mean, like it was the first thing I'd ever done on a, on a set. And I, I met somebody who had a lot of experience, uh, had been working for years in the Bay Area And he met with me one day and looked over all my casting information, all my photos, you know, my resume, and gave me so many pointers um, and information about other, you know, projects and training and things like that. And so I say that just to, to say that there are really good people in this industry, and I think that Getting involved in a class um, is one way to start connecting with people and, and building that community. Um, so that's what, what I would do. And I think that you can learn a lot from other people. Um, you know, definitely, you know, start to build that community if you don't have a support system already. Um, that's one way to get it. And obviously, when you're building a community with other artists, they get it. You know, they, they get what it's like to be on this journey. They That's know, right. you know, the challenges and the successes and the highs and the lows and the passion. Um, and they won't think you're crazy for wanting to, you know, switch careers and, and pursue it. So that's, that's definitely what I would say. Um, you know, from, I would say from a financial standpoint, um, if you already have a career and, you know, you're thinking about pursuing acting, um, you know, that is a major decision. I, I, I wouldn't downplay that because it was for me. Um, but I think that you can find ways to um, make some modifications that would give you the flexibility to do um, other things like acting. Um, maybe it's, you know, a part-time, maybe it's doing contract work, maybe it's finding a different position in your profession that would allow you the flexibility. Um, you know, there's, there's different things that you can do that I think will, you know, open up some flexibility for you to at least pursue acting. And then you can kind of reassess as you progress down the journey. Um, so that's what I would say. Words of wisdom and encouragement. (laughs) Thank you so much. Wow. You are an amazing lady. And uh, how can folks out there, you know, find you on social media or, 
online, so to speak. Okay, um, wonderful. Yes, I'm on Instagram. It's actress Carol with an E. And then I have a website. It's Carol, no E, uh, dash Jefferson.com. So those are probably the two best ways to find me on social media and uh, online. Great. So one's got the E and one doesn't. So, okay. <laughs> Keep, right. Keeping us on our toes. I like that. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for spending so much time with me today. I had so much fun and I feel inspired. And I just want to say thank you. I look forward to your visit down the road. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's it's been a lot of fun for me too, and um, you seem so excited and passionate and uh, just so pleasant. So thank you. Well, you've just made made my day. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Send host Stephen Brittingham your comments and questions to Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail dot com. That is Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail dot com. Stephen looks forward to hearing from you soon. Hi, this is Carrie Genzel, actor, producer, writer, and creator of StateofSlay.com. Slay in this case being an acronym for self-love, appreciate you. State of Slay is a blog that I created documenting my journey from the darkness of depression to living in the light today and focusing on the positive. It is a safe place to encourage one another and walk together as we find empowerment and self-love. I hope you'll join me on my blog, stateofslay.com, where we walk and slay together. Slay on.